Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, yeah. Relax, just... son. Now you're a dog. I'm just trying to can't understand what a dog is barking. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I. I think that it was the same link. It just I wasn't on it yet. That just. Oh, where's our guest? Yeah. Okay. I well, out? yeah. I just I I just texted him. Um, right. but um, wait a minute. I'm just, let me just let me actually just call him. See if he he's available to pick. You know, up. he's best. He's also really good on Facebook. Facebook Messenger. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Jesus. How you been, Craig? I'm I'm fine. I'm just I literally called him. Uh, I I talked to him last night. And oh, yeah, just, he's uh, he's a party man. You never know. He's he's he said he's been he's supposed to be up at uh he's been up since sevens thrift shopping with her uh right. his girlfriend. He's big on that. Hey, man, did you ask Robert Townsend about blacklisted? Blacklisted, no. Damn, man. Starring Vanessa Williams, but not that Vanessa Williams, the other one. Mm-hmm. She told me he was talking to him, man. I'm going to give you a list. Hey, man, ask him about blacklisted, where he plays a hitman. That's like my favorite Robert Townsend movie. Second favorite. Third favorite, actually. Maybe fourth. You get what I'm saying. Well, not to have a dead air. Are you going to cut this all out? Are you going to edit out the dead air? I don't know what I'm doing at this moment because just... All right, well, look, I'm going to yeah. tell you a story then while you yeah. wait. All right, so, okay. so I read your Robert Townsend article this week in the Houston Chronicle. Uh, or was it Chronicle? No, Houston Chronicle. I read your Robert Townsend article. I was very excited about that because um, how did you get in touch with him? Uh, oh, you have connections. You have connections at, at Criterion, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're a connected man. Um so yeah, Robert Townsend. Um, so I, the first time I saw a Robert Townsend movie, I feel like my uncle, my uncle was a big time black movie collector. He had all the VHS tapes. Uh, shout out to Uncle Frito. And um, he might've told me about it, but one summer my parents sent me to Florida cause I was like acting up. And they sent me to Miami to stay with my grandparents one summer and uh i got to meet a cousin kind of like once removed cousin his name was caesar and so caesar he and i would go out and ride our bikes and stuff until late night and then one night we came home he's like hey man we gotta watch this movie that's on cable and i'm thinking like all right he goes yo it's hilarious he goes it's about it's about hollywood and caesar by the way He's a Colombian cat. Rest in peace, by the way, Caesar. And so he showed me Hollywood Shuffle. 
at the tender age of probably, I don't know, 11, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just blew my mind, man. I thought that was the funniest movie. So whenever I think of Hollywood Shuffle, I think of Caesar. Now, Caesar, many years later, you know, he got real buff. He was like a model or something. He was into all this stuff. And he actually had depression, right? And so one day, I don't know what happened, but he was like having a real bad episode at his house and they called the cops. And I don't know what number of person in Miami this had happened to that year. I even forget the exact year, but it's in the news. You look up Cesar Rada and he ended up getting shot to death by a police officer who arrived at his house to handle a manic episode. I don't mean to give you such a downer, but now, anytime I, I think of Hollywood I, Shuffle, now, I think but, of my cousin Caesar. But he I think you told movie. me this story. That's that's what I'm thinking. Cause like I think he told me this. Cousin Caesar, man, rest in peace. I always miss that guy. Introduce me to Hollywood Shuffle. <sighs> okay. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this dude. Just um, yeah, the the keynote. So we'll get him next time. Yeah, he'll well, pop in. He'll pop. Did you hit him up on the Facebook? No, I didn't hit him up on Facebook. I I gotta hit him up on Facebook now. Yeah, hit Facebook Messenger, man. He's he's very responsive to Facebook Messenger. Actually, we really gotta get him on here, man, because I gotta ask him about this uh, Raquel Wells VHS. Because what happened was, well, he'll talk about it, but he he you know he's he's a bit of a of a um, he hustles, you know, goods he finds in thrift stores. He's a thrift store hustler. Mm-hmm. I mean that in a good in a good way. And I just, you know, I got really into the VHS thing these past few months. I was trying to flip all these tapes on whatnot. And I was just like, man, the effort that it takes to flip VHS tapes on the damn whatnot. If you don't know what not is, it's like eBay, but like the live auction version is relatively new. But you basically like can like go live on a thing and do live auction. So, you know, you can have like a little fan base and be a character or whatever you want to do. So I was on there trying to push... um VHS tapes. I made a few bucks here and there, nothing really exceptional. You know, I was able to pay a few light bills off of it. But um I just it just got overwhelming because you know, I'm trying to do a lot of other shit. So I took just I just packed up a box of stuff and I just thought like who can I just give a box of tapes to that's not gonna end up back in the Goodwill system? Because I, I kind of feel a certain way about Goodwill. Like I, I know they give people jobs and stuff, but I don't I don't really think they're the best place to like give you used stuff too sometimes because I don't know they, they their pricing is a little odd so um I was like who can I give it to that's going to appreciate it and so I just started packing up boxes and stuff boom 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 you know whatever I had now I have this Raquel what like there was a Raquel Wells special I don't know if it aired on CBS or something you can find it on YouTube mm-hmm. but she does this really ill dance in front of like the um the uh the Mexico City like Olympic uh statue or like Olympic thing that they built for the olympics uh, back in the day mm-hmm. she does this ill like space dance that like i really like and so i had to find that right because i saw it like one night on on one, one of like those things that shows uh i think it was a uh, movie past which was the show that which was a, a screening series used to come on twitch and i was like, i gotta find it so i found it it was real cheap it was like five bucks i got the vhs i looked at it i enjoyed it and i gave it away to I think I'm pretty sure I sent it to him in his box, in his box of other videos. And um, yeah, and now Raquel Welsh is gone. And I was like, man, I should try to flip that VHS tape again on whatnot. But 
alas, I gave it away. So maybe I gave it to him. Maybe he's here in my house. I don't think it is. But that's all I'm talking about. The Raquel Welsh special VHS tape. I knew you'd be interested in that. I just got, strangely enough, I just got a text from him. From No, I got a Facebook message from him. Told you. Told you. That's the man. That man is on Facebook. That's how you get him. He's on He's a Facebook person. I know a few people who just do Facebook. Most of them are hustlers, like actual real hardcore hustlers. Um, or they, they just maybe don't want to give me their phone number. I don't know. But they do Facebook. Facebook Messenger. Don't you know some hustlers? I know you know hustlers out here, Craig. I don't talk to people. Um, let's, uh, I texted, I, I, he said uh, what I need to do right now. I can do it, but it slipped my mind because I had three super important things, but I can break and do it. I, and I, well, I said, I texted you the link. I, yeah, I texted him the link. So I, let's see if he has it still sees it on his phone. Honestly, he's worth it, man. I hope you keep all this in the podcast, man. Don't cut this out. This is, um, this is the trials and tribulations we go through to bring people content on these here interwebs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I still think you should, we should hit up L.A. Spooky. Yeah. L.A. Spooky got a real got a real lot. She's been wrestling every single weekend. If anybody doesn't know L.A. Spooky, she's a Houston Lucha Libre wrestler, uh, Lucha Libre performer. She's a... Um, She's a lady from out here, parts unknown, I'm sure. Although she did tell me she's from Houston. And um and yeah, I'm trying to get her on the show. She's down, she's with it though. Mm-hmm. Who you got lined up, Craig? You you got some people lined up for March thirtieth. Who, who do you have coming up? I have I have a journalist I used to uh read a lot back in the day, so he's he's coming up. And who is this? Robert Wolanski. Yeah, well, yeah, he's coming up soon. Robert Wolanski. Where, mm-hmm. where would I know his work from? Where would we know his work from? He used to write for the Dallas Observer. I... Sorry. I'm... I like Dallas Observer. They stuck around. They stuck around. When the Houston Press died, they stuck around. Well, it's still around, but... They still, they still kind of do their thing, though. A really, a really good uh, friend. Well, really good is is little added extras to it. A friend of mine. Let's just say a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, used to work there. Wait a minute. That's um, the whole. That's the whole story. <laughs> her, name, her name is Anna, and she works. She writes for uh, Vice now. Okay. But she no. she worked there for a minute. But she and she's originally from New Mexico. But she was like, I can't do Texas anymore. And then mm-hmm. I think she ended up getting hired, maybe the Village Voice. I think she went to the Village Voice, and then I think she was at like, not Bustle. Damn, which one am I thinking of? One of those, and then she now she's like, you know, super investigative reporter at uh, yeah. Vice. Hey, while we're um, while we're talking, uh, uh, we we think about this, uh, you know. Constant uh, talk of of uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, um, uh, uh, just be you know being uh, sus black men. What does that mean, sus? 
Oh, like you're talking, uh, talking about somebody from Jersey now, so be careful. Suss in what way? Well, just like you, because you know Jonathan Majors, he had that ebony uh photo shoot where he was, you know, where people where guys thought he was uh uh being photographed as uh uh I don't know they call it like, suspect, like he's being ma- emasculated. Uh, with the photo shoot, and there's like another photo shoot with him and Michael B. Jordan, uh, being close, and just yeah, I keep seeing uh Instagram uh, posts or and or social media posts where guys are just like saying that all looks suspect and everything. That sounds that sounds a little homophobic. Well, that sounds yeah, homophobic well, to me. Is yeah, that, is, that, that what that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's basically yeah. Well, well, just them being yeah, it being homophobic. Pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah, you you haven't seen Who, that on any. I have not. The only thing I've seen because I don't really pay attention to homophobic stuff on the on the internet. But what I have seen was somebody said that. They look very pop. That uh, somebody said that I thought was slightly funny. Um, that Michael B. Jordan seems like a very polished person, and that somebody said he looks like the kind of guy who knows where his birth certificate is. I thought that was funny. Um, which I guess means that he's got it all together. But um, but yeah, who cares, dude? Who cares? What this? Who cares? Well, it's what's well, constantly the the. Well, it's just, it's just, it's just something that I find always interesting that uh, bl- black men feel that they are under attack uh, in the media. Especially, I don't know if you saw, and I hate to keep bringing her up because I know you don't have any thoughts about what she does, but the whole that whole like Rihanna uh, ASAP Rocky Vogue cover. Where, cause like she was out front and he was in the back, and they're like, "Well, motherfuckers out here saying, oh, he was kissing the baby." Yeah, he's kissing yeah. his baby. I love yeah, that cover. I see that. I see that cover a lot because of my job, um, my day, my part time day job. Um, yeah, yeah what, I've heard, wait, I've what, heard wait, say wait, 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 about... wait a minute. What What do you do? What's your part time day job? My part time day job. Um, I I uh I work in social media. Oh, well, wait for wait for who? Dude, I'm not saying that here. Um, but I'll tell you one thing: it don't pay enough because I I, I would have a full time job. But um, I knew I knew you do that shit. I knew you say when I would ask you what do you do for a living, you would be like, I don't worry about it. Just I got I got so many issues right now. My wife wants to go gluten free, and she's not gonna eat any more donuts. And that's just—I don't know. She just she just texted me that. That's just sad. Uh, I, wait, down, wait. I guess down with voodoo donuts. Uh, waited voodoo donuts. Waited deflect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. But anyway, you're trying to. Why do you want to repeat homophobic stuff? Come on, man. ASAP Rocky is cool. Jonathan I'm not trying. I'm not trying to repeat star. I'm not trying to repeat homophobic stuff. I just get, getting in the like the conversation about that because it is it is like I always say like it, I always see this gets this thing that uh, <laughs> Kino is downloading Zoom, so that's 
apparently that. that oh no, to... he doesn't have to down. Tell, tell him he can, it, it's browser. You can get it from your browser. You can you can do it through a browser. I always got to tell people this when I interview them. Yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, just I just having the kind of, like like what are you okay, talking about? Do you, what do you read on Twitter that informs you of these uh, whatever? I, I don't read like, whatever these conversations. Well, man, these, I just uh, like stuff. This stuff like pops up. It's it's just stuff like every. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff you like to read. You like to read the gossip. Movies. I don't know. I don't like to read it. It just that's shows up, and that's works. why. And that's why I. That's that's why I bring it up because it's just like I find I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't go out looking for it. It just have. It just shows up, and I'm just like this would be something interesting to talk about. No, first, I still don't. I still don't see you. Like you're not doing. Just uh, I'm waiting for our guest to come on. Oh, because I'm making I'm making some uh, some coffee. That's why. So oh, if you okay. look at me, all you see me is walking around my kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Shout out! Shout out to anybody and everybody. No matter who you are, no matter who you love, no matter who you pretend to be, no matter who you want to be, just be. I love everybody. Hey, I'm doing this application uh, for a uh, not a fellowship. What is it? it's a it's a grant application for Hulu mm-hmm. for Hulu and uh, if then right if then I got to get on this now. But um, so the hard thing that so you know I'm I'm doing some storytelling around um around the uh, LGBTQ plus LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and one of the things that's sometimes difficult, and it should be, is a lot of the grants that they give are for storytellers who are part of the community, which I think is really important. But there's one that just came up, which is for, you know, you don't have to be part of the community, but you have to be telling a story about that community. I'm kind of excited about this. And that's also why I don't talk bad about anybody and spread any kind of false gossip stuff, because I think there's just a lot of hateration out there. About people and their lifestyle, and that's you, why I want you, to tell the you story. Really, can I just say you really need to separate gossip from just stating how you feel about things? It's it's. I'm, it, this isn't well, supposed to be about gossip. Is because about, you give it fuel? You give it fuel when you repeat it. You give it fuel. So like all those haters and people with with the double agenda who's putting that stuff out there in, in the in the web sphere, in the social media sphere. You know, you give it fuel because. They're like, oh, somebody's talking about that. Like, I, I that conversation never comes up. But it wouldn't surprise me because those conversations come up at any time. Like, you know, if you were a fan of Michael Jackson or Prince, like people always, always trying to call call uh, someone. Uh, who, you know, people always trying to dig into like what people's motives are, or, or you know, actually, Michael Jackson is probably a troubling, a troubling uh, example. Well, I mean, oh snap! We got we got we we got to find out what Keno Sims thinks about this. About what? Go ahead, Craig. Hello? Can you hear me? You first yes, of first off, crystal crystal clear. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear we you. We got to think I, about what. As as once again, I can't see I can't see both of you now. This is so well, I'm just like is, this is a this is a uh, an audio only podcast so. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even though a lot of people are pushing to to bring it to YouTube, but first of all, should we introduce 
the person that we're, we're that we're talking All to right. here on on Whipwap Galore. Now that we have our guest here, uh, welcome. Sorry, I'm welcome, late. Welcome. Yeah, I'm dealing with, I'm yeah. dealing with uh, <laughs> you know what? You don't even got to explain, bro. I'm dealing with my car and I'm dealing with my place of living. So it's nothing bad on all three, but just like just maintenance type issues. I'm I'm going through with all three of them, you know? Bro, your time is the right time. Don't, don't sweat. Um, but I want to welcome you, Keno Sims. That's K-E-N-O-S-I-M-S. Uh, yes. Keno Sims is a um I, I know I know him first and foremost as a dude who hustles videotapes, hustles VHS tapes. But he's much, much more than that. He's a musician. He is I think he's an actor, musician, probably even a model, uh a a, a vintage, a vintage uh a vintage clothing guru. And he's a he's a regular fixture at the uh, is it is it the Montrose? Um, yeah, the Montrose, what is that? Montrose Flea Market and the City Treasures Flea Market, uh, the House of J. Uh, and sometimes I work all the little clubs and stuff for the live venues, and sometimes I also work uh, the Montrose Market Place as well. Yeah, Kino, welcome, welcome. I think you're one of the greatest people in Houston. Oh, thanks, man, for sure. One of them. Craig, do you want to tell Kino where he is? What? Uh, yeah, you're on. You're on our podcast. The continue. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I'm on your podcast. I know. I know. Yeah. So, what, uh, what's the name of the podcast? By the way, the continuing adventures of Krizzle and Camilo, aka <laughs> Whip Wop Galore, and uh, Whip Wop Galore. Yeah, we're just. I mean, we were just killing time, trying waiting till you you, you popped up because I was trying I was trying to engage in a conversation with Camilo and you and you know how that goes, and <laughs> um, so but uh yeah we were talking about other bunch of stuff like like it like cause it's funny because he told me because like I got you on the phone I finally got you on the phone last night after uh you know. Sending you emails, seeing you if you'd be available to do this, and it's and it's funny because I managed to get you on the phone because I I know I, I know a bartender, and I was at the bar and I told her about you because I'm pretty sure she knew about you and and she had your number, and <laughs> that's one of my best friends. Yeah, straight yeah. up, Craig connected. Craig connected. Yeah, she, yeah she's like no, no, she's like, like damn near one of my. Best female friends in the city. Yeah, you know, he, we're just you know just friends, but me and her that's that's my girl Chandra. That's my yeah, girl. Go see Chandra, poison girl. Yeah, she told me that like you two uh, lived in the same warehouse. Yes, we did. We did. And so yeah, she uh, she uh, like she called you. Like you called her back, and I got you on the phone. And we were talking about if you'd be available to do this, and you said, uh, "Yeah, I'll I'll probably be up because like you'll be thrift shopping with your girlfriend at around seven a.m." And so, yeah, but... we man, they kept my car an extra day. They kept my car a little bit longer. I thought my I thought she was gonna pick me up, but then when I called her, she said, "Let's just do it next week." Okay. Yeah, cause it was you know she she ain't over. She ain't no early riser. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was talking. Oh, hey, before before we get into anything, I just gotta ask you, man. Did you 
did you sell that Raquel Welch uh, VHS tape? Or did I did I give you a Raquel Welch VHS tape in that in that uh that stack I brought you over on Machos? You know, I think you did. I don't think I sold it. I don't think I sold. Why you want it back? No, no, no. I'm not like that. I, no, I just no, want, no. you know. I just didn't know. I didn't know if I gave it away or if it was still in my house. I, I remember having a Raquel Welch video tape because I've seen it more than once. So I've had to have it. What was it called? Um, gosh, I forget. It's, it's I gotta look it up now. It's like the Raquel Welch special. Um, you know, she died. She died like what last week, two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. You know, she was the first. Um, her and Jim Brown were the first interracial sex scene in in movie history. Uh, Jim Brown played great uh, actor, but played uh, was one of the Man, some, some consider him the greatest running back in NFL history. Uh, he he was a running back for the Cleveland Browns during the '60s. Then he retired at his the peak of his career and went on to acting in Hollywood. And he made a bunch of good movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So him and Rock. Him and Raquel Welch had a movie called One Hundred Guns. Yeah, it, no, it was it a western one, in the it, it was One Hundred Rifles. Uh, well, oh, yes, them. yeah, sorry, oh, exactly, One Hundred Rifles. Yeah, and that they was made package that. Package that VHS, fifty dollars. No, I ain't got a copy of that. But uh, I think that was right, the so first what, uh, sex scene so, between a black man and a white woman. Yeah. So what you have, what you have, is a VHS tape of Raquel exclamation point, mm -hmm. and it's a 1970, 1970 CBS television special oh, starring wow. Raquel Welch, Tom Jones, Bob Hope, and John Wayne. The reason why I gave it away I is because I don't that. really like the John Wayne part. It's, man, all, it's look, also on man. YouTube. It, hey man, hey, if you look hey, up hey, Raquel. Hey. If you look up Raquel Welch TV special, nineteen seventy, it'll it's, it's a lost cause, Kino. If you just like just let them start, let's let them run out of talking, and then you go next. <laughs> look, man, I ain't I ain't with the cancel culture, man. I, you know, everybody makes mistakes, man, and everybody has viewpoints. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, and me personally, I want to. I respect everybody's viewpoints, and I want to know how a person feels. I'd rather them express how they feel than to be doing it undercover and fucking shit up. Huh? Wait a minute. What? what are you, That's what are you, one way. We're, you, we're talking about John Wayne. We're talking about John Wayne right here, man. Get on it. Okay. What? Okay. I'm saying, I'm saying when it comes to cancel culture, I don't like it because everybody has an opinion. I I respect everybody's opinion, even if I don't agree with it. But I'd rather know how someone feels so I know how they feel instead of someone just feeling a certain way and doing things behind my back and being fake to me. I want to know where a person stands all the time so i can decide whether or not i want to personally deal with them you know i want to know how everybody feels i want to know how everybody feels and i respect everybody's opinions man look man people we're all different man we all come from different religious backgrounds you know and what's right to us some is wrong to others and vice versa so you know man i'm not gonna sit here and say that you know john wayne you know he's racist cancel him or elvis presley he's racist cancel him or michael jackson he's a child molester cancel him or prince is a racist cancel him or fucking there's women that are racist too you know there's yeah, you know there's right. women that are child molesters you know like you know, what's her yeah. name gloria trevi or 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 whatchamacallit she don't pay her taxes uh what's her name uh shakira you know some people say beyonce's the illuminati you know what i'm saying some people say that beyonce and uh -oh. jay-z are che cheaters man you know everybody's got their own opinions about shit so man me personally i just embrace everybody but if I know someone who doesn't like me specifically, then I don't fuck with them. You know?
Because right. I got a, right. I got a friend. I know it sounds crazy, but I got a good friend that flies a Confederate flag. But you know, I I, I always give him shit about it. But I'm not gonna like just you know that this dude. You know, we're friends, man. You know, I, I don't know what else to say. You know, it's just like, you know, man, I'm not gonna like join the Ku Klux Klan and you know or nothing like that. But I I, I, re I respect everybody's viewpoints, and I I understand why everybody feels the way everybody feels. Everybody has a reason for feeling the way they feel. So me, I just be like, okay, well, that's how you feel. I understand. And, and generally, you're not going to change anybody's mind. What's going to happen, if anything, is you, they're going to double down. And for everybody that one person wants to cancel, there's a whole another group of people that want to, that'll back up for them even more. So kind of sometimes canceling kind of just makes things worse, in, in my opinion. But I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I just ain't with the cancel culture because, you know, I'm, I look, I've had some, Look, when I was a kid, man, I did a bunch of dumb, stupid fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, I would hate for any of that shit that I did is when I was like 15 years old or 20 years old to come back. Like now that I'm fucking old, like now that I'm a super old man, I would hate for that shit to come <laughs> back on me and like fuck me over. You know, just when I'm getting going and someone from like 20 years ago come back and say, hey, uh, you did this to this person. Oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, goddamn. You know, I, I I seen error in my ways. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, it's just, ugh. it's just a sticky situation. That's all I can say. But other than that, I mean, I try to get along with everybody. Me personally, you know, I, I just I just make it happen. And, and it's not no fake shit. One of my friends, one of my neighbors, like, yeah, you're fake, right? You ain't gotta be cool with everybody. Yet. And I say, yeah, I do. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm 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 not in the same shoes as you're in. You know, you're a young white lady, got the world in front of you, you know what I'm saying? But I'm an old black man, you know, and I got the world behind me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, that's a good way to be. So, you know, my point is, man, it's just like, man, I just, man, look, man, look, man, I just be me. I just try to be nice to everybody. I show everybody love, show everybody respect. Even if you don't show it back to me, I still show it, show it. Now, my one problem, my one problem, one thing that I struggle with, you know, serious, serious business, and I, I wouldn't say I struggle with it because I'm talking about it, but my one weakness is alcohol, and I don't mean alcohol, beer. So sometimes, man, I, I drink a little bit too much, and I'll be out and about. And I, like one time, one of my buddies, I, I seen him, one of my good buddies, I went and bit his neck, and he, oh, he was furious, you know? You <laughs> and another time, I bit his neck, just like, ah, just hugging him, like, love you, boy. Like a vampire. You know, more like a bear, you know? Oh, okay, okay. But I didn't bite it hard. I didn't, like, put no marks on him, but he was pissed. And yeah, and it, luckily two or three of my other boys came, hey, 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 came over, hey, man, you know, chill out, because he was going to kick my ass. Then another time, uh, his girlfriend, I seen her, and I messed up her hair, but she has a short haircut, I just like, you know, bushed her hair out, he was pissed about that. Then another time I seen her, when she cut her hair, I was like, hey, I said, hey, did your boyfriend give you permission to do that? Asked her that, <laughs> and she was like, pissed. she was pissed, and he was pissed, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, Sometimes when I'm drunk, man, I'm just a little bit more. I'm already hyper and rambunctious, but when I'm drunk, I'm like it's on another level. So yeah, you're yeah no, I mean, you basically invade people's space, right? Yeah, I do, and I, 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 but I'm aware of this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, do you ever think maybe you shouldn't do that? Oh uh, yeah, I know. That's what I'm telling you. I know I shouldn't be doing that. Period. Point blank. But sometimes when I'm drunk, I can't help it. You know. You know, I I I partake so in. So that's why I've been cutting back on the drinking. You know. Yeah, I partake in in you know in beer drinking too, but that I mostly just do that so I can uh, do things like uh, like get groceries 
and yeah. work on projects. You know, that's it's a, it's a weird thing. Like a lot of people drink to relax and or you know to get wild. I drink to just be productive. Yeah, I, I drink to be productive too, but I drink just to relax and you know like ease my cares. Because you know, man, look, man, I'm like you guys. I'm like everybody. I have a lot of stress. I have a lot of obligations, commitments. You know, like right now, you know, like um my little studio that I'm staying in, um, the owners of the studio, we got new owners last year, right? And, you know, we don't know anything about these guys, but I accidentally found out about them. And then I asked my landlord, I said, we got new owners? He said, yeah, we got new owners. My landlord that I rent from. So, I'm, you know, so I, you know, my room hasn't always been the cleanest room over here. And my landlord, like, last year I had heart surgery, dude. So, like, I was sick, man. I had a bad accident. I don't know. It's people say people always trying to say it's it's drugs or something, but I don't really do drugs like that. I may partake in a little little something something here and there when I'm out. If it's free, someone offered me a little something something. I may do some, but I don't do nothing hard and too heavy. But um, I had fell and had a bad accident a few years ago, and it fucked up a lot of my ribs and it fucked up some of my inner organs. So eventually, it ripped one of the ribs that ripped into my heart. So I had to get my aortic valve replaced. So I had got that done last year, but um, I went in the hospital December 2021 to get the surgery done. So while I was out of here, no one was in my studio room for six weeks and I accidentally left the refrigerator like cracked open. The rats and roaches just invaded my shit. My shit was fucked up. It was a big mess. Just shit was everywhere. So then I just started cleaning, man. And I finally got it to the point. So we got these new owners and the, the new owners are like, my, my landlord's like, hey, man. The new owners, you know, told me last month they want to inspect. They're coming to inspect the building. So make sure you, I know your shit's fucked up right now, but go ahead and clean it on up for me. You know, so, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I start cleaning and cleaning. I got a bigger storage unit. Got it looking real, 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 real good. So the, the owners came by last month. Okay, they came by. They they didn't even come in my room. You know what I'm saying? No big deal. So my room still wasn't ready. So then I just kept cleaning. I kept cleaning. So then, like, my landlord tells me, like, Monday, I finally got my room clean. But then my landlord says, hey, uh. The landlords are coming in today. You know, it said at 1 30. I'm about to, that's why I'm about to leave out here and go talk on the phone. And the landlords are coming here today to like inspect. They want to see every room and take pictures of the angles of the corners of the room because our building, they're trying to get it made into a historical building. So they, they want to take pictures. So my shit's looking good right now. I had one of my other, um, one of the other girls that's over here with the girl that I, the girl I was talking about earlier. I had her coming here and look. And look at everything, and she said, "Oh my God, you know, I came. I've never seen the room was super, super clean. It looks like a recording studio. You know, what I'm saying that's what it is. My room is basically a recording studio. I just, I just crash over sometimes because I'm working on music all night. So, um, so I'm about to get out of this. Oh shit! Even as I'm speaking, something just fell. You see, oh fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I was in here. Hey, I'm glad that shit fell while I'm still here. I'm glad I didn't leave and and the manager didn't come over here because then they would see like a secret stash of." Of uh personal items I got. Oh man, man. I'm, oh, I'm hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. No, I'm here. Let me uh pull this bag, pull that bag there. Pull that. Yeah, wow. That's that's pretty good, man. I'm glad I'm on this podcast because if I wouldn't have been on this podcast when that happened, I would I would be gone. You know what I'm saying? I would have been gone, and this thing would have fell down. And when those guys came to look at the room, they would have seen this shit in the back. Oh man. So thank you guys. That's a blessing from you guys. Let me see. Let's put this. Hold on. Mama's done. Put this shit back up. It ain't gonna fall now. Uh, but yeah, man. So it's just like, you know, I'm dealing with that shit. But that's gonna be over today. And then also, my car's in the shop. But the 
the guy called me. I just needed to tune up an oil change, but he called me this morning and says, Keno, we need to talk about your Explorer. I'm like, oh, fuck. What's this guy going to say, man? These dealers fucking, it's a hassle. It's a, it's a hustle. It's a, it's a ripoff. So I'm dealing with that. And then the Montrose market has been temporarily canceled. Why? I was going to bring you some more stuff. Well, we're going to do it two more weeks. But the girl, the girl who was running it resigned. The girl who's in charge of it resigned. And, and where was the Montrose market? It was on Westheimer and what, and what was it? Dunlavy? And Dunlavy. Yeah. Okay. But the girl who run it, the girl who was running it resigned because she's been doing another market, but she's been like not getting along with the owners. See, I know the owners real well. And they were like, one of the owners came out and told, because we, I know him real well. He told me, man, uh, seems like we don't make as much money when we do these markets out here in our stores because they got two stores over there. You know, I'm not going to say the name. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, but they have two stores. So I'm like, oh, right in the cut. but see, I think, I think personally, I think that the Montrose market brings them business, but, but she resigned. Yeah, yeah. So we're dealing with that, but I got two backup plans, a place I can go on Sunday. They're not going to be as good. I just got to pick, pick them out. But, um, so I'm dealing with that, you know, and along with my car and my living uh, spot. So it's it's just all it's all minor problems, but they're all headaches. You know what I mean? Let me ask you, man. What what is the way that you figure out how you're gonna make money off of your um off of your purchases when you, when you when you go thrift them? Oh man, that's pretty simple. <laughs> I just basically I just basically focus on band shits. I mean, band chests and band shits, band shirts. I basically just focus on getting band shirts, any band shirt, any artist, any musician, any pop culture thing that's kind of colorful and good looking. that's not too dingy and dirty. And then I go from there. That's, that's pretty much what I do. I just get band shirts and shirts that I think look good, you know, to my eyes, stuff that I would wear. But see, me personally, I only wear black clothing or white clothes. You know, I wear black, white T-shirts. I wear gray T-shirts, but I don't really wear no blues and reds. And yellows and greens. I don't wear colors at all. I definitely don't never wear brown because I'm brown and brown would swallow me up. So I just basically like just just uh get get the shirt get the shirts that I think will sell and I go from there. And I, I, I generally have a rule I don't pay more than above fifty two dollars a piece for them either. Unless the unless uh, I get these brand new ones, these brand new band t shirts on Harwin. I get those sometimes. Those are like four dollars and fifty cents each, but they're brand new. And I can pick and choose the ones I want in multiple sizes. And they have all the real good bands, like such as ACDC, Queen, Motley Crue, all the big bangers, Rolling Stones, Selena, a lot of the punk bands like Bad Religion, Bad Brains, Social Distortion, Suicidal Tendencies, Slayer, Misfits, you know, stuff like that. So any any bands that I know are good, that's what I pretty much focus on. And when I say bands, I mean hip-hop as well, you know, like, you know, Biggie and Tupac shirts are every every fucking wear. But if I get some Nas stuff or some Dr. Dre or Ice Cube, that's the real good stuff. But uh, you know, like I said, Tupac, Biggie, Rolling Stones, Beatles, um, Justin Timberlake, um, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, that kind of stuff is everywhere. Because I guess it was uh so mass merchandise and produ- produced. Nirvana's everywhere too. But see, Nirvana always sells. I could have five Nirvana shirts and sell them all in one day. People just, that's, I, I think Nirvana is probably the number one selling t-shirt there is, you know? Yeah. It's Nirvana, hello. Talk about that. Duh. Yeah. It's Nirvana. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting how 
especially growing up around that time, you know, it, it was grunge, you know, in this like, it, you know, there was a certain grunge had a certain demographic, and you expected that certain demographic be wearing Nirvana shirts. And now it, it's gotten to this point where it seems now it's like Nirvana is a brand. I've seen yeah, no- so many people of so many uh, walks of life. When I've seen, I've seen like sixty you know, like white girls on TikTok wearing uh those those these these big Nirvana sweaters. I didn't know there's Nirvana sweaters, but they're those too. Like they like like somehow Nirvana has as is you know if you have a shirt that says Nirvana on it. I see I see black people wearing uh you know, Nirvana shirts and heavy metal shirts, which is which is yeah. always so weird to me. See, <laughs> let me tell you about that. Okay. In my honest opinion, <laughs> in my honest opinion, I don't like that. I mean, I get it. You know, I mean, I'm a black kid. Hello, but uh, yeah. I any band I wear a shirt of, I'm gonna fucking know the music and listen to the music. I'm not gonna wear no band T-shirt that I don't really listen to. You know, like a lot of these guys say, you can say name three songs. That's the three song test. They can't even name one. So, I mean, I get it, but I mean, it's just a fad. That's just kind of like, I hope they don't move on to something else and forget about those bands. Cause you know, those bands, I, you know, I love when people support my bands that I like, but, 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 but I get it. Cause man, you know, look, look, let me tell you something. Iron Maiden, you already know. Iron Maiden is the best, but well, Kiss too, but I'd say Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden always has the best T-shirts because, you know, all their albums, Eddie and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, especially the number of the Beast, uh, Power Slave, you know, some of those old older albums they have. Um, Peace of Mind, you know, those graphics are really fucking awesome. And uh, people, so I could see why people would want to wear those. But anything that's heavy metal and like satanic looking, you know what I'm saying? People like that a lot. So, I mean, I get it. I get it, the black kids wearing that stuff. and the, But I, I wish they would at least take time to, I always tell them to take time to listen to the music if you're going to wear the shirt. You know, at least you don't have to listen to it, but at least give it a shot and just at least know so someone, you know, at least know or one or two songs by that band. So if someone yeah. asks you that, because we, we had a word for that, you know, in the punk rock scene when I was a kid. And even now it's called being a poser, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you know, don't nobody want to be a poser, but you better not. Hey, these little punk rock kids better not call these little black boys poser. That shit. <laughs> these black boys will fuck them up, baby. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> shit, they like, I wear the fuck what I want to wear. But I ain't your man. Look, and look, I'm just being a little bit melodramatic, I guess, because um, I, I look, man, I, I like the fact that the black kids is liking it. But I just wish they would listen to the music, too. I mean, like, I you know, it's funny. Like, well, you know. I don't know if you, my my favorite pastime is watching uh, these YouTube reaction videos of uh, like all like especially uh, like black people whether they're they're young or or in their their middle age just uh, reacting to music that they haven't listened to it's and it's always it's it's always so hilarious it's it's always hilarious once in a while they'll they'll listen to something they'll be like where the hell did this come from and just yeah so listen and, listen so no 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 look, look i'm a nigga pure <laughs> point blank hey, wait a minute wait a minute excuse me what are you keto i'm a nigga <laughs> but listen, did you, okay did, did you hey, hear that camilo can you, can you know hey man that's, that's him that's him talking his point of yeah, view yeah yeah 
That's me talking my point of view. Look, I'm a nigga. Yeah. And I grew up, I was raised, I was born a nigga. I've been a nigga and I'm a tired nigga. But look, I don't, I ain't tripping. I embrace my niggality. But, but uh, look, Wait, I, say that last up, part? I say I embrace my niggality. <laughs> All right, there you go. But look, I grew up in the hood. You know what I'm saying? I Look, Man. my uncle's fifth ward. By the but, way, that where just yeah. Uh, before you move, uh, Camilo, that's that's the title, that's the title for tonight for this week's uh, show. Just I well, embrace too early. I embrace I embrace my niggality. <laughs> yes, no, niggality. Just say niggality. Niggality. Okay. N i g g a i l t i. Yeah. Niggality. This episode mm. will not appear on any of Camilo's socials. But go on. Look, look, look. No, so, but I so want to hear. I, I want. I want to hear, uh, yeah, you, you got to go into your background, where you're from, yeah, but go ahead. I want to hear I'm this. from Fifth Ward, you know, yeah, born fifth, and raised. Yeah. But see, what, 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 what set me apart from everybody, see, it, it, one thing that's kind of weird about me is my dad, he's, my dad is almost like a white man, you know, damn near, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of gave me some different bloodlines a little bit. And then my mom, she's like half Indian, not uh, Native American, half black, but uh. But I, I identify as African American, period, point blank, a nigga. <laughs> but anyway, look, my point is, when I was a kid, I li- I grew up in L.A. and Las Vegas for a while, so that kind of like gave me just a different perspective. And when I was when I was living in Las Vegas and L.A. with my parents, we in L.A. we were living in Watts, but I was real young. But then once we moved to Vegas, you know, we were living in the suburbs. You know, so I always went to white schools. And so like, when once my parents got divorced, and we moved back to Houston, me and my mom. Um, I, I was I started going to white schools, and I always went to white schools up until uh, college. So mm-hmm. going to white schools always gave me the, me personally the opportunity to hear all this other kind of music, and and it kind of shaped me, and that's what kind of got me into punk and new wave and Depeche Mode and The Cure and The Smiths and New Order and Joy Division. You know, just going to these schools like that. So I never was, but I've always liked rap, and I love this new trap rap. I love like Migos shit like that. Uh, Roddy Rich. Uh, Future, Drake, 21 Savage, 2 Chains, uh, Travis Scott. I love all that shit. But uh, it kind of gave me a different perspective on music. But from my from from what I've seen and what I know is my black friends have always said, man, turn that shit off. <laughs> Whenever I start playing some punk and metal, they be like, man, I don't want to hear that bullshit. So most of my black friends that are like from the hood, they just don't like metal and rock. They like it. It's just too loud. They don't, They just don't like it. So I get it, you know, so. That's why you're saying about your YouTube reaction videos when you see these black kids talking about what the fuck is this? Well, well, no, no. Well, they say it in a in a more positive manner because, like, that's the thing. Like you, like there are a lot of uh, like the the more younger generations now seem to be uh, more open to listening to stuff, especially if they're doing it on YouTube, getting audiences. Like, because they'll like I've I've seen seen uh, channels where it'd be like four or five. Uh, black guys in a room just listening to to something that came out thirty years ago that they never heard of, and just like getting into it and everything. Hold on, yeah, I'm listening. Dude, I well, feel yeah. like you guys are a lot alike. You, you guys, you guys have a lot of similar. Where, where are you from in, in Houston, Kirk? Well, I mean, you know, man. Let me tell you. Well, no, no. I was asking Craig. Craig, where are you from? Are you from Fifth Ward too? No, I'm. Uh, I, I was. I, I first. Of all, I was born in New Orleans, but I lit, moved. Uh, my family moved to Third Ward in. Well, no, no, South Park. They moved to South Park. 
in the okay, uh, late seventies. Okay. So, sorry, I was a kid. I never knew that about you. But um, no, but uh, yeah, continue. I lived in New Orleans for six years. Mm-hmm. Oh damn, the greatest six years of my life. Yeah, it was nothing but oh, buddy. Permissioner, yeah. speak freely, please. <laughs> it was just one hedonistic orgy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Man, I, I, just, yeah. I loved it too. I loved every minute of it. But got any, I had to, got any I had good to ass? Grow, got any good ass stories? Uh oh. Comcast. Comcast. He could have Verizon. He could have Verizon. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he's on his phone. Like you guys, you guys was real strong, though, man. Oh, what? Right back in. We lost you. We lost you for like uh, a minute, maybe. Sorry, because I'm. A, I had to walk outside. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. I could. I could hear. You. Uh, just, well, I was just asking if you had any uh, good stories about uh, growing up, living in the Big Easy. Yeah, here's one. So. <laughs> There's this dude who, when I first went to school, his name was oh, little Creole man. dude from New Orleans. Oh, uh, you gonna put the whole the and, whole government out there? Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. I should I shouldn't have said so. Now he's cool, but he embraced me from the time I was a freshman. We were both freshmen. Mm-hmm. He was rich, 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 rich beyond your wildest imagination. He had like five or six cars. He had like a Ford Mustang. He had like a Acura. He had a Mercedes. His parents were rich, so um, me and him became real good friends. And I used to go. He would take me to his house. I'd spend that at his house. Right? We're real tight. One time, me and two other friends of mine, and him, my two other friends, they wanted to be down with him. Say, hey man, why don't you tell take us for a ride? Because you know we were like 18 years old, so we go up. You know our thing was to go to the high schools the all-girl high schools in New Orleans every after school and try to meet girls to go out with. You know, because we were 18 and the girls were 17. You know, we were still young, so we'd do that. So we'd go up to the schools and ride around. You know, he had a convertible Mustang. So you already know we get attention. So one day afterwards, we went, he said he had to go see his dad. <laughs> his dad is like the boss. He's just a boss-ass Negro. So his dad was at Ruth Chris Steakhouse, like just by himself at two in the afternoon with just plates of food and paperwork and all he was just having. He was just having a, he was just doing his thing. So that we walk in there, you know, he said, Dad, you know Kino. Here's his two other friends, you know? And then we were like, okay, cool. He said, y'all boys want something to eat? <laughs> we like, hell yeah. I said, no, nah, we got to go. We got to go. I said, hell no, nah, you're down for something. We, we going to eat. So we ate. We uh, He got us each a steak and baked potatoes and just fed us. And so whatever. So the point is, that's how tight me and it were. So here's the funny, here's the fucked up part. Here's where shit gets fucked up. had a little brother named They look a lot alike, but they look, you know, they're brothers. They're full-blooded brothers. I met this chick that I was talking to, you know what I'm saying? That I met her, I got her number and I, I, you know, I hung out with her. 
whatever. We kicked it. But she was actually going out with So I made the mistake of being on the phone with her talking shit about I don't know why I did it. I, did, I think I was just trying to impress her. So I said, let me just talk shit about and I'm like, ain't shit, blah, blah, blah. She went back and told I was saying this stuff. So confronts me at school because we all went to the same school, Dillard University in New Orleans. Confronts me and is like, hey, man, with his little New Orleans accent, hey, man, why are you talking shit about me? And then I, I just didn't, I reacted. I just had a fight with the dude, you know, and I kind of, I guess I got the best of him and his voice because I, you know, I'm a tough little dude. I, I don't look like a fighter, but I'll defend myself like any man should. So whatever, I thought it was done. So one night I'm at a nightclub with some other boys. All of a sudden, sees me and he just points at me and he's furious. My butt, you know, my, my previous, one of my previous best friends. You know, he's furious now. I said, uh oh, I already know. I knew he I knew he's pissed off about his brother. So I go outside. I tell my boys, hey man, we gotta leave. We gotta leave right now. We gotta leave right now. I walk outside, and you know, they you know, I told you he's rich. He had a lot, a lot, a lot of pool. About 50 to 60 New Orleans gangsters start coming out of everywhere, pulled up in a car. Some of them pulled up a car, some were on feet, and all these were like ghetto. Thugs, you know what I'm saying, with gold teeth and stuff. And they were like, they all had me and my boys surrounded. And I'm like, fuck, what are we going to do? My boys are like, oh, shit. But finally, you know, they just, some of the sensible guys say, well, just let Ben and Kino fight. You know what I'm saying? Just let them two fight it out. You know, we got, you know, we're going to make sure nothing happens. Because my boys were pretty tough, too. It was only five of them, but I, my boys, we could have took them. We could have took off 50 of them other dudes. Unless they had guns, because we don't, we nope. I don't, we, I don't carry guns, but um, I, I own guns. I believe in the right to own guns, but I don't care them personally. I feel like if I have to go anywhere and 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 I need a gun, I don't want to go. All right. So anyway, basically, me and fight. I let him get the best of me. You know, I just let him. I just let him punch me a few times. I didn't really hit him back too much. I just wanted to get. I was more concerned with the safety of my friends. You know. Yeah, so we got out of there. We got out of there, man, alive. And we still, whenever, and I see those guys all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? I see those guys because this was like in 1995. But I see some of these guys a lot because uh, we have a friendship group still. And we meet together every December 30th at one of the girls' houses and like 50 of us that all went to Bel Air, Lamar, Dilley University, Xavier University, and Thurgood Marshall School of Law. We all meet up. We got a little friendship group, and we wow. meet up every December 30th and have like a little <laughs> pre-New Year's Eve party, you know? Yeah. We've been I went, doing that for the – I went to Bel Air. So. Yeah. What, what, year, what year did you finish? Uh, 94. Oh, oh, you went there with me. I finished in 91. Oh, well. Were you there uh, in 91? Yeah, yeah, I, I I got in there around again nineteen ninety. So yeah, you you probably yeah, seen that. I was there. Yeah. I was there. Man, yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm sure we start damn dropping. We know some people. I know a lot of people in your brain. Did you know a girl named Christine Thomas? Nope. No. Did you know a black guy named Howard Randall?
I know a Randall. I did. Uh, well, actually, I know Damian Randall was another guy. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know exactly. Like you know, they're like because like you're a senior and I was a freshman, so of course our 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 paths should not cross. That's that's usually well, how it goes. I was I was a newer kid to Bel Air. I only went for two years, and yeah. then I had to take a freshman class because where I came from, it was a different requirement. So I actually had to my senior year. I actually was in a class with a bunch of freshmen called physical science because mm-hmm. it was either take that or physics. And yeah. I wanted to graduate. I, I went and told the counselor, I said, hey, if I got to take physics, I'm not graduating, you know? Yeah. Because it was so goddamn hard. And I wasn't, my mind wasn't, wasn't ready for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the teacher of physical science? Uh, it was a dude. It was an older white man. Yeah. You remember Mr. Dillman? The, the anthropology teacher was missing a hand. No. Because when you were there, when I was there, I think the principal's name was Hilbert Blue Dow. Probably. Just yeah. The thing I remember Not the most the thing I remember most about that year particularly, because like uh that year there was a library on the first floor and mm-hmm. somebody decided, hey, let's just uh turn like like for like for for a couple of years there they kept working on the school. Yeah. And so just like they started with the library, they they just they started fucking that up and like the library was in different parts of the first floor. And then I think my like I think my like two ninety-two, it was in the second floor, and they built a whole other area, like they built a whole other area around <laughs> the school. Like they built more classrooms and they had an elevator for the handicapped and stuff like that. So yeah, like I remember, I remember most mostly. I remember at Bel Air that they were they were building a lot there. Man, here's a story about Bel Air. So okay, okay. I was going. I was going. By, out wait, with that girl, by, by the way, before you start, I just want to point out because you you brought up something that we just. Glanced over for some reason. I should say that the 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 age of consent in Louisiana is seventeen. So go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah. But when you're eighteen, the age of consent actually goes down a little bit. It's it's either two years. I went to law school, and it's either two years. Like if you're eighteen and and you're going out with a sixteen year old, you're all right. But if you're nineteen and going out with sixteen year old, you're in trouble, probably. You know. Yeah. But I was 18 going out with 17-year-olds, you know? Nigga, nigga, yeah, so yeah. I guess that was consensual in either way it goes. You went and the age of consent is 17 in Texas, too. Oh, well, let's not, no, let's not get an age of that. Especially if, if you know... I, I know, if, I, I know, but I'm just... Camille, there's a reason a why Camila was very solid right now. But I went, uh, school, I went to law school. It's seven, no, I love, I love this conversation. Can I just ask a question? You, did you go to Dillard? Dillard University, yeah. But I went to Thurgood Marshall TSU Law School. So you, you yeah. and Craig, you and Craig both went to HBCUs. I just think that's a, that's, a Craig, good, H- that's cool. H- which HBCU did you go to? TSU. Oh, TSU. I went to TSU for law school. Yeah, you just, yeah, you said Thurgood. I, I was, I went there for journalism. But I, yeah. I need, I need to hear the Bel Air story now. Yes, like they brought it. This is an LBTGB uh, story. Okay. Okay, so we had this teacher. I ain't going to say her name, but she was a lesbian teacher. 
She taught health and PE. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there was a rumor that her and this other teacher, this counselor, was in a, you know, she was kind of, you know, lesbian too. They was in a relationship together. They was real, you know, they was close. But <laughs> the, the word was they both got banned from going into the girls' locker room, even though they were coaches. <laughs> but anyway, one time I was in class, in health class with this teacher. Guess her name was I'll just say Miss Um, Her, there was this teacher who had a son that went to school. His name was Mrs. Son was once caught wanking with his woo-woo in the restroom. You know, he's got, you know, masturbating in the restroom. So everybody thought was a big creep. He was, was creepy as hell. So one time we were in health class with and the, and the lesbian teacher. And she did something that he didn't like. He said, you fucking dyke. In front of everybody in class, everybody got quiet. He said, you fucking dyke. So she said, sir, can I talk to you outside in the hallway? <laughs> so they went to the hallway. They went in the hallway, right? So they come back in. Nothing's wrong. Everything's cool. All the students are like, what the fuck? <laughs> so after class is over, we all, everybody, you know, surround them. What happened? What happened? What did she say to you? <laughs> she said, sir, my personal business is none of your concern. <laughs> she owned that shit, right? Yeah, dude, you know, you do know you don't have to say these guys, people's names completely. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, sorry, I won't, I won't. This is just like, because right. Cam Camilo is getting very worried right now. Just, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. So, well, you oh, no, you know what it is? Edit yeah. them out. Craig, Craig, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. I was already on. Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny, though, man. I thought that was, I thought that was really fucking funny <laughs> that she said that she owned that shit. I, I I respected her after that. She owned it. She she wasn't like she wasn't even scared. Like she's like my personal business is none of your concern. You know, mm -hmm. man. Bella was a, I love Bella. See, I I've gone to this Lutheran school before, mm -hmm. and uh, it was called Lutheran High North. And I went there for two years, but I couldn't stand it. It was very few black kids there. That's part of it. But really, it was just Christian and just too strict. It was only like 200 kids there. It, was, it got just boring and dull to me. So, um, you know, man, it was just like I had to get away from there. So I went to Bel Air. The reason I was able to go to Bel Air, being from Fifth Ward, is that my Aunt Betty, my beloved Aunt Betty, rest in peace, she was a, a really... She was a high-powered teacher over there. She was in charge of the history and social studies department. And she hooked me up to get me in there, you know? Because mm. she was like, because she was paying my tuition. She took care of me as a kid. A little bit, me and my dad. She took care of me and my dad. She raised my dad, actually. Mm. But uh, so she's more like my grandmother. But um, I, she was paying my tuition at Lutheran High North. And I was, she was like, boy, I'm tired of paying for all these F's and D's. You know, every time my poor coward came home, it was just a big deal. And then finally, I just got tired of hearing her bitch. I said, hey, Aunt Betty, why don't you let me go to school with you at Bel Air? She's like, all right, you know. And then she didn't have to pay that money. And I rode to school with her every day and rode home with her. Yeah, I was my, man, I was my girl, man. I miss my Aunt Betty. She helped me through college and law school. And then when she passed away, she left me a lot. 
She <laughs> she loved me a lot, man. Mm. She loved me and my dad a lot, lot, lot. And my dad was able to use that money to pay for my sister to go to school. You know what I'm saying? So that that's kind of sweet, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we. we what did she do? To... She she invest. How does she? Uh, she's a school teacher, right? So how does she? Um... Yeah, yeah, she's a school teacher, but when her husband died, she got all his shit. When her parents died, she got all their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like houses. Like she had two or three houses, so she sold one, got some money from one of those, and. She just got a lot of shit. She gave one to my dad. She kept one for herself. So she had a lot of shit. And she saved her money pretty good. And then her son, see, would really help my dad out and help me out. She had one son. But um, he uh, he died prematurely. He And he never had no kids. So once he died, my dad just automatically, you know, became her next in, her next heir. So my dad started helping take care of her. So when she died, she just left everything to my dad. And my dad left, gave me a lot of it, you know? Mm. Yeah. I miss her. She was a good lady. Yeah. She took good care of me, man. Kid, Every day. Yeah, let me let me just ask you real quick. So when you were at Bel Air, is that when you got into um, music? Or when did you start getting into making music? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I've always made music or liked music ever since I was a little boy. One time... uh. I, I was in a school musical at, when I was at Lutheran High North. I starred in a school musical called Barbecue for Ben. It was about it was an old story from the Bible. Y'all know about Jesus and the prodigal son? Well, the generally, yeah. You know, it's made to, real simple. Mm-hmm. A rich kid asks for his inheritance early. His dad gives it to him. The rich kid takes his inheritance and blows it. And then he goes back home and his dad welcomes him back. But then the other son is pissed off, you know? Mm. So we did a musical about that. And I was the star. I was Ben. Let's have a barbecue for Ben. I was the prodigal son. So I had to sing solos and all that. That was probably... And then uh, before that, in like sixth and seventh grade, well, actually, I was a drummer in band in like fifth grade. My dad, I had, I had my first guitar, like, second grade. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just always dabbled with it. And then uh, I got my first electric guitar in ninth grade. My mom bought it for me. It was a Kramer Striker. It was really good for a kid. Those, I wish I could still have that same guitar. But um, there was this little chick that I was wooing that I liked a lot. So I would play Smith's cover songs for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's light that never goes out, panic. This Sheila charming, Tickett. have you played this charming man or something? Yeah, this can it. I want to go out tonight, but mm-hmm. I haven't got a thing to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all those little Smith songs I play for. And uh, yeah, that's kind of when I first did it. Once I went to Bel Air, I started hanging around with a bunch of that was when I was at Bel Air, that was when the industrial music was real big, like mm-hmm. Nets Front 242, Nine Inch Nails, yeah, shit like that. So I started hanging out with a group of people like that, and I started writing songs. So then, you know, I, I skipped music for a while once I went to college. But um, towards the end of my last year of college, last couple of years of college, I had this girlfriend. She was smoking, smoking hot. And she was she was, she was, was a real, man, she loved the fuck out of me. I don't think any woman's ever loved me as much as she loved me. I didn't love her as much as she loved me, but she definitely loved me a lot. But uh, she bought me an ASR-10 which is an Insonic, it's a sampler. And she bought me two 
technique 1200 turntables. Mm. So I started making beats in my room. You know, you know, my, my, you know, I always had roommates in college for the most part. So whenever, you know, I had my own rooms, so I, I set up a little mini studio over there and I started making beats and freestyling. We made tapes and stuff. We got together through about six or seven of us. And we just like free. I wish I still had those tapes, man. Where are those tapes? Oh man. But we used to make tapes and all that stuff. And um that's when I started writing raps. Mm-hmm. So I started writing, 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 writing. So then I went to law school in '97 with the idea that I was gonna be an entertainment attorney. So while I was in law school, I started uh, throwing parties with these other guys. I started throwing parties and we put together a successful string of parties. Then I started throwing teen parties for the high school kids, you know what I'm saying, at this place on the Southwest side, and that was successful. So then after that, uh, I founded my first record label with uh, my friend Mondo, and uh, we started a record label called Armageddon Entertainment. We put out a CD. I worked on it, but I was mostly just promoting it. And it that fell through. Then uh, after that, I jumped back into the music in 01 with a new artist called Young Chris. And I, I did that by myself. I didn't have a business partner. I put that out and helped produce that. And uh, that came out in 02. That fell through. So then I once I, I had took a break from law school and went back. So once I graduated from law school in 04, I got a job at HCC teaching music business and music songwriting and music production. Central so, Campus? No, no, uh, Spring Branch. Okay. Well, the recording equipment is. Yeah. Um, I did that for a while. Hold on, let me sound for a minute. So, my first semester over there, I recorded a student album. You know, I rapped on it too. I recorded a student album called Project Six Hundred Two. I had a good, I had a class full of students that were all like, the class was called the record industry. That's why I was teaching the record industry, and all the students in there were like wanted to start a record label. They're all rappers or artists, but they just wanted to learn about the music business. So I said, what better way to teach y'all how to do the music business? And I took a lot of my time. I took them to my personal house. Because by then, I had started building my own personal studio in 04. And uh, I took them, I recorded a whole album of them. I, I found the album the other day, actually. I'm going to put it on Spotify. I got artwork for it and everything, but we didn't put it out back then because it was just kind of like we just didn't do it. So that's when I was like, you know what? Fuck producing other people i'm gonna do my own shit so then i start i started back writing songs i wrote a song called houston we have a problem and i wrote a song called raw and those are some of my earliest songs i wrote and i recorded them um in 2006 i was chosen to go to the red bull music labs i participated in that for about two weeks it was here in houston uh we recorded they, they taught me they gave us a crash course on how to use like Ableton Live software and you know production software. That was very helpful for me. And I produced the first, my first recorded solo song, Raw. It's I still got it out there. I got a copy. I'll give y'all a copy if y'all want it. But uh I produced my first recorded solo song then. Then I start, then I went to work on my debut album. Uh I record I went ahead and recorded that song, Houston, we have a problem. I recorded a new version of Raw. I recorded about five or six other songs and I put out an EP. And uh, 2009, then I started doing shows and I started getting, getting, getting love and getting shows and just getting more and doing more and doing more. So I put out another EP in 2012 uh, with 7-Eleven, Ride the North Side, 
mixed drinks and mixed girls, shit like that. So I put that out. Then I'll start working on a new EP. But then after that, around 2012, that's when things changed for me a little bit. Uh, that's when I had my little accident where I messed up some of my organs. So I slowed down a little bit. But also at that same time, I decided that I was going to start doing electronic music because it was just easier to produce, you know, because I could produce it all by myself. See, when I did my first two or three albums, that required me using a drummer. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not a drummer. I don't know how to play drums for shit. But but uh, so I had to, it was just I just couldn't make as much music because like those first two albums only was was a total about 15 songs total. But then I started like 2012, 2013, I started making my own electronic shit. And that's where I am now. You know, and I also have a third EP out that never was released because it still it needs some work on it. But uh, I got that. Uh, I was I, I was supposed to put that out in 2015, but I did manage to get a single off of it. Uh, if you look online, YouTube, I have a song called Bloodthirsty Bootsy. Kino Sims, Bloodthirsty Bootsy. So I put that out in uh, 2015. And uh, yeah, man, I've been just rolling ever since, you know? Uh, Hello? Yeah, I was about to... Um, I, get, I am muted there. I uh, was about to ask if, if there is a song that you would like for us to uh, play on uh, the podcast. And when I mean play on the podcast, I mean insert in later. Yeah. Show <laughs> me girl. Show me girl. Show me girl. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
well, I was I was wondering like where are the where the Houston places uh that you uh performed at? Oh man. Mostly the White Swan a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh Warehouse Live Green Room. Mm -hmm. Avant Garden. Boondocks. This old club called Mangoes. 1810 Ogeman. Yeah. Um, Equal Parts Brewery. Shit, I, there's a bunch more. I can't think of all the... Oh, Walters. The old Walters on Washington and the yeah. old Walters on Naylor. Formerly the home of the uh, Punk Rock Garage Sale. Yeah, that is, place. I performed over there many times. Yeah. Uh, Bohemios. Um, all, a bunch of places. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I I think my next show I'm trying to get back uh a promoter called me about doing something at the warehouse live again. Mm. So that's supposed to be April 13th, but I don't know if it's going to go down because personally, see, back in the day when I used to perform, I used to perform with a band. Mm. But but that's a hassle right now. But what I do when I perform now, I just perform with backing tracks, you know? Yeah. Oh, I performed at uh, Last Concert Cafe. I performed at the Third Ward Bicycle Shop. I'm just, these these places are just popping in my mind. I, I performed at this old place called La Playa. Rest in peace, Balthazar Canales. Um, yeah, a bunch of places. Wait, he died? Yeah, oh, you know him? Yeah, I used to go to La Playa. It's the Third Ward. Yeah, he, I mean, it he, was. He was murdered, man. What? Yeah, Balthazar was murdered. How long ago? About last year or the year before, but within the last year or two. I think it was last year. Was maybe no, nah, maybe two thousand one, huh? Was it, no, it wasn't two thousand one because that, that guy was I mean, around. I mean, two thousand twenty one. I'm sorry, twenty twenty one. I always say that. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, was it in the news? Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows who did it. His uh, his cousin did it. He had a crazy cousin who did it, and immediately after his cousin did it, he went over to a gas station and started pulling out his gun and was confessing to it and got arrested by the cops immediately. You know, as soon as he did it, he, he killed like three or four people. It was a mass shooting. A couple people got away, but yeah, his cousin did. His cousin was just mentally unstable, you know? See? Uh -oh. When it comes to gun violence, generally, man, it's always mentally unstable people that do these mass shootings, period, point blank. Mm -hmm. So we as adults and parents and everything, we got to recognize, man, if you think your son is going to do something crazy, you need to at least don't give him no access to guns, you know, or something, man. You need to tell somebody, you know, you need to, you need to watch these people. I know freedom of speech, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, man, we need to, you know, sometimes when these people do this stuff, people aren't surprised when that particular person does it. You know what I mean? Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. People are like, oh, he did it. Oh, it makes sense. That, well, well, why don't you say something, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, I mean, we that we can get into guns like a, like, yeah, like, yeah, it be a yeah, whole different right, segment. Right. It's just like, it's just, I'm, I always, I'm, I, I get the feeling we're bringing 
the, the whole thing down talking about murder and stuff that happens around here. I mean, it it is a problem unless, but yeah, but Pop was our dad, man. He was murdered, yeah. man. Ah, damn. Yes. Yeah. That was a good dude, man. Yeah. I, mean, I worked with that dude. He helped, he helped shoot one of my music videos for me. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, dude was, was real tight. Video. Yeah, um, but a lot, I've lost are. a lot of friends in the past two years. But most of it's been COVID-related or drug-related, you know? Yeah. Well, look, can I ask you a quick question? Uh, have you ever read uh, Fargo Rock City? What? Have you ever read Fargo Rock City? No, I don't even know what that is. That's a book. I thought that it was a book about Chuck Klosterman. You're on you're on the Chuck Klosterman kick, huh? What is what is it about? Uh yeah, uh it's it like it was his first book about um you know, growing up and and and, and liking uh, heavy metal and he just like lists all these all the like this history of heavy metal uh, over the years. So yeah, that was Oh yeah, I I, I can relate to that because mm-hmm. I was always a little weird kid, you know. Yeah, I, man, when I was a kid, boy, I, when I was a little kid, I was way punker than I am now. <laughs> Shit, I, I was uh, I was a little I was a super badass little little like kind of new waver punk rock kid when I was a kid. Yeah, so, but then when so, I went to college, when I went yeah. to when I moved to New Orleans, I had to I went hip hop, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in New Orleans. I'm in a black city. I wasn't trying to be no rocker in New Orleans, you know. Yeah, so, something tells me uh, you and Rad Rich have gravitated to around each other more than once. Oh yeah, that's one of my best friends. He's been uh-huh. in my studio. Me and Rad Rich are super tight. That's my G. Mm-hmm. We talk on the phone all the time. We hang out. We hook up. We always see each other at shows. Like I said, he's been in my studio a couple times. That's my nigga. I mean, you know what I mean? That's my bro. Nah, that's my G. That's my G. That's my brother. Love me some Rad Rich. He ain't the only one, though. He ain't the only little black metal kid. But I guess he's the only older one. I, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah nowadays, there's a lot of lot of young black punk and metal kids. But, you know, they're young. And, and, they're, and they're really into it. You know, they... You know, they Shit, they shit, they can name probably more misfit song than I can, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. And I'm yeah. I'm just the reason I'm saying that I'm just saying that to use that as like a euphemism for black kids that that actually listen to the music, you know? Mm-hmm. How many songs can you name, you know? Yeah. You wearing the t shirt, how many songs can you name? If you're wearing the t shirt, you should know at least three songs by that band. Yeah. Period. That's what- I wanted to say something no, or ask you something because that's what was interesting is that um, you grew up in a time where Houston was was you know more open to those kinds of expressions or was it the fact that like you went to like Bel Air which was um, you know oh, it, a school it, it, it in was, the upper class community whatnot it was, was Bel Air before like, that before that it was Lutheran High North and before that it was Trinity Messiah Lutheran. And before that, it was Las Vegas. So, no, it's it's the communities that I grew up in. And, well, yeah, I guess the high schools, it was just a circle I was in. Because I was in, I've always went to white schools. I've always had plenty of white friends. You know, I didn't just, I mean, I grew up in Fifth Ward, especially during the 80s. But I wasn't going, I was, I was living in Fifth Ward, but I wasn't going to uh, Fifth Ward schools, you know. I didn't go to no Barbara Jordan, no Wheatley. 
I didn't go to no Cashmere Gardens. I didn't go to no Booker T. Washington. You know? I went to good schools. Right. A dead rat. Yeah, no. That's, um, you say you got a dead rat? No, I just, I'm dead walking rat. outside a dead rat. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> what part of the city you in? Yeah, yeah. Where see, you? I told you, I told you those, uh, those rich men that own my, my studios coming today, and I don't want to be nowhere around when they get there, you know? Yeah. yeah so good. I own this house. My grandmother left me a house, but it's it's unedible. I mean, not edible. It's, it's uninhabitable right okay. now. But I still go over there. I'm just going over there and going to hang out over there, chill some time, you know? Uh well let's because let's real briefly talk about uh this uh, album is the dead and the dying because you said you said show me girl uh earlier and I just looked that's on the album I yeah. mean is uh, is that out yet or will it be planning to come out soon Well it was supposed to be out but I'm still getting it mixed and mastered and it's like halfway done but I'm just some of the vocals I'm going to have to redo. But I have copies of it because I already got the album covers done and all that. Mm -hmm. So I've been, like, giving away and selling some copies here and there, mm -hmm. you know, especially when I do a show because, I, you know, I want people to go ahead and have the music, even if it's imperfect. But uh, it should be out. Uh, It should be out soon. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's fucking jamming, <laughs> in my opinion. 15 songs. The first song is... uh self-titled the dead and the dying it's like a little hip-hoppy synthesizer song where i'm kind of rapping and singing on it a little bit yeah the second song is show me girl that's more just just a straight up club hit just talking mm -hmm. about uh just a come on like hey baby let's go out yeah third song is the dance floor empty that's just like a really good dance song is can uh, i you ask took the bus to get to the club you hope that nobody sees you you yeah. make sure to get off a block away so that nobody sees you you saw someone that you knew drive by you dug into the alley so they don't see you next stop the club straight ahead and you're staring at a pack dance floor <laughs> well that's it, the dance floor yeah the, what do you ha do you have anything uh more pop punky like uh mixed drinks and mixed girls I have three songs on my album like that. Yeah. I have uh, Boys by the Door. So I got two versions of Boys by the Door. Uh, I got a rock version and a hip-hop version. I got two I got two versions of a Boys by a Door, the Boys by the Door, a rock version, and a hip-hop version. The rock punky version is on this album, and it's song number four. Then song number five is another little post-punky rock song called Michelle. And then song number six is another uh, post-punky rock song called The Original Sin. Then after that, I get back in electronic shit. Song number seven is The Smash. Uh, song number eight is like a chip tune, really really new wavy song called Poison Pill. Song number nine is like a, a ballad called Ask Them Not To Do It and Pray That They Don't. Song number 10 is like a retro 80s, uh, like black Black Wave, Black Punk Funk song called Put You on the Map. Mm. Song number 11 is called uh, Yeah, Baby, You Know. That's like a little rock song. It's it's a little post-punky song, but it's real like uh, echoey. Got a lot of reverb in it. Then I got another song called The Matterhorn. 
which is just one of my favorites personally. Then I got a song called Go It's Your Birthday. Uh, that's like a little post-punk new wave song. Um, that's the last song. But then I got two bonus tracks on the album. Um, what I Want From You. I don't know what you want from me, but I know what I got for you. You, you, you. And then I got a, It's Just Like That is the final song in the album. It's just yeah. like that sometimes. What? It's just like that sometimes. Yeah, it's Impor- just sometimes like that. Impor- yes. It's just like that sometimes. It's just like that. It's just like that sometimes. Yeah. It's just like that. Oh, oh, I took a trip to Mexico. I didn't have nowhere to go. And in the darkness and the snow, I made lots of friends. I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know where it was at. But if I had just one more chance, I would do it again. It's just like that. It's just like that sometimes. Yeah, that's pretty much that song, yeah. That's yeah. a cool song. Damn, I like that. That's a story behind that song, though. Um, I was working with this producer. See, I have what I call the Lost Kino 3. And this is why I'm like really an asshole when it comes to my music. I've done three songs with other people that they refuse to give me a copy of the rights to it, you know? I wrote the shit, recorded the shit, made the music, you know what I'm saying, song to it, and all three of these assholes won't let me have a song. And one of the persons... And he's one of my best friends, and I'm not I'm not holding this against him because there's a lesson I had to learn. He's been trying to sell the song to other people. Every time I go and every time he's got clients, the song he's playing is the one I produced for him, you know? But I've even helped him out with some shit since then. Like, whenever he needs a keyboard part played on something, if he needs any kind of writing, I go in there and help him. But, but you know, <laughs> he always gives me edibles. <laughs> So, but one, you know, a couple times he's gave me cash. Uh, I did this. I did some work for him for one song. He just like one day he sent me the holiday. That gave me five hundred bucks. I said, "What's this for? What the fuck?" He's like, "That's for that song you did for that that rap artist I was working with. That's your payment for it because he made a little money off of it." So, I, cool. All I did was play a keyboard on that. But that keyboard part I played, put that little, put that sugar and spice on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When Close. I dropped that little keyboard part on that song that he had. That it was just a badass, super cool, like a G funk lead. Yeah. You know, I use that, you know, that that gangster flute, I call it. That oh. Dr. Dre, that little high low pitch whistle to be mm-hmm. on Dr. Dre and Snoop's shit. Yeah. How's it go? Like the chronic album, I played like something like that on one of his songs. Yeah. And that just gave it a whole new feel. But but what well, you're saying is but like? what Yeah, but uh yeah. But what that you're saying gonna, is, but uh but what you're saying I was gonna is, do a double album. Yeah, what well uh, <laughs> The disco clones, Keno Sims, but yeah, I just that was just too much for me to bite off. I mean, the disco clones is done and ready to be mixed and mastered, but it's it's done as well. So once I get this dead in the dying out, I'm gonna focus on getting the disco clones prepped. I'm gonna put that out soon after because I got a lot of a lot more jams on that album as well. I got 15 jams on that album as well. The album covers are almost exactly the same, except just different background art. And let me ask you about the the real quick the uh the Houston we got a problem video. Oh yeah, I like old. that video. 
Man, that was so much fun I, shooting that. All those chicks were fine. We had a good you day. Had like, we did it all you had in like one aliens? day. You had like women dressed up as aliens. Look, when I when when I when I shoot those videos, I I, I bought a whole spread, man. I I bought like a bottle of liquor. I bought like a thirty-two pack of beer, and I bought like a big charcuterie board. You know, did I say that right? No, but go ahead. Charcuterie. How do you say it? Charcuterie. 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 I bought a big charcuterie board, and we just ate food and just shot that video. Um. Me and the girl, me and the about. producer, we did the solo shots in the morning because I, I wanted to do it all. Of, I wanted to do shots at every Houston landmark, you know, Astrodome, San Jacinto Battleground, downtown. Uh, so we no. wouldn't shoot at Transco Tower. We wouldn't Look shot it up. the um, Kino Sims, Houston. We got a problem. Footage with mm -hmm. just my solo footage uh, early. And then the girls started arriving, and my drummer started arriving about twelve. Then we did all the other scenes. We the girls, we put them in the makeup. Dressed them up like Martians. I had the costumes and everything. That's then we uh, makeup on. after we did that, we went we shot some video, shot some footage around. Then we went downtown to Tranquility Park, and that's where we shot the rest of the video. Yeah, it was, and it, it was if good, you notice at the end, we're all bathing. That's how we got all that ink off of us. We we're in the water, Tranquility Park. That was so fucking badass. I'm, I'm, that was a good day. Yeah, none of those girls. I hardly see them anymore. All those girls are like all. Oh, <laughs> they all those girls got got husbands and kids now, you know. Mm -hmm. All of them. So, is there any other uh, upcoming stuff uh, that we should know about from you? Any shows? Any other? Uh, any other music uh, that you did uh, for edibles? Just... Oh, wait, you open <laughs> up for the knots. You you open up for knots at uh, Rudyard's. Who? You open up? Who'd you open up for at Rudyard's? Like a couple years, few years ago. Oh yeah, nice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good show. You got kind of like a style that. like that. Those, those huh? uh, I didn't realize those guys are still around. It's, it's two guys, right? No, not <laughs> Nats is a uh, three women and a trans woman. Oh, I didn't even know that. They're from Houston. No, nah, they're from like Memphis. Oh, okay. See, I didn't even know about that. And all of them. Tell us about that. All of them were cute. <laughs> all of them were super hot. The singer is super, super hot. She's top man. They were, they are some cute chicks. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I opened up for them. Yeah, they were, they were a really badass band. I ain't talked to them in a minute. Somebody. I ain't really, you know, man. I, man. But, is, but is there like any other upcoming stuff that we that we should know about from you? Let me see. Uh, not really. I mean, just normal shit. Uh, I'm gonna be vending a lot of events, but. I don't think my next show is possibly April 13th at the Warehouse Live. That's the only show I booked right at this at this moment. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's going to go through because um, it's 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 dependent on this other person. I, I'm trying to get my friend who has a pretty big band. I'm trying to get him to headline it because I don't really like want to headline any shows per se right now until I get a full band again. But if I'm just doing vacuum tracks, I just want to open up or play in the middle, you know, yeah. be like more of a host MC type thing going, you know, mm -hmm. you know, because if, if if I don't have a full band, you know, I just feel like I need I just I just want like my, my friend's band is really good, but I don't know if he's going to do it. He might, but he might not because see, Warehouse Live, man, it's kind of like. I, I don't know the. You know, it, it's like 
it's a little different, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how they book shows and what the requirements are and who's going to go, you know, it's a different crowd. See, you know, our crowd's more of a punk crowd, hipster pop crowd, indie crowd, but I don't know if that place is good for that, for our kind of show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially if they're charging like too much to get in and they're charging too much for drinks, you know, people kind of want to, man, people be on a budget, especially in my scene, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but I ain't tripping, man. I, look, I do whatever it takes. Yeah. But I just, man, man mostly, man, I just want to, I'm just trying to get this shit together, man, with just other shit I got going on, man. I'm like, you know, like I said, man, like I, once, I, I, I need to see what's going to happen with this market. I need to see what's going to happen with this fucking, uh, I, I, just, I, there's so many other things I got on my plate right now. So I'm not trying to, and I got to finish mixing and mastering my album. So I got that to worry about. Then I'm kind of going through this back and forth with this chick I've been going out with for a long time. She, she's just, oh man, she just, she just give me a hard ass time. But you, I, wait, I, I you want to, you, you want, you really so want to talk about that on the, on the podcast? <laughs> it's like you're like, oh, why she, how she's giving me a hard time? Yeah. I don't know. Like she may hear this later. You just, I don't know. Just like, like, I know you we know, don't she, have that much of an audience, but yeah, just, just throwing it. I don't mind. You know what she did to me last night? What did she do? She plays it up like she really wants to come see me and say, hey, let's go get something neat. Will you take me to get something neat? So she comes to my place. She didn't come all the way. She came to the to the metro. She wrote the, she wrote the bus and the metro rail to come see me, right? And, you know, my the Metro Rail stop is right by U of H. Mm-hmm. She said, can I meet her at U of H? Let's go get something to eat. I said, okay. I said, where do you want to go? She, said, she said she wanted to go to that taco place. Kale. Kale Tacos on uh, Franklin. I said, all right, I'll take you get some tacos, and we're going to go back. You going to spend the night? She said, yeah, I'm going to spend the night with you tonight. Right? So I take her to the taco place. We eat. And then, like, I'm, then she's just sitting around. I'm like, you ready to go? She's like, hold on. Let's wait a second. Let's wait a second. Right? Let's wait a second. Then finally, she gets up and says, I got to go. The, the the person, she had called her Uber, and she got in her Uber and went home. Isn't that pretty foul? So, so, she, so, she, so she went all the way on the bus to see you, and then when you got to, wait, in did you get food? Where am I? No, we got food. After and, we were done eating, she calls Uber and goes home. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. Well, that uh, that happens. So. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just. T- she always does little stuff like that, you know. But you know what? I blocked her. I'm gonna keep her blocked because I had hadn't been talking to her. I just recently started talking back to her February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. She called me. She calls me. We've been on suspension. That's what she calls it. I'm going to put you on suspension. We've been on suspension for about four months. But I, I'm like, man, I, I want to go back on suspension, you know? <laughs> you know, my life just runs so much smoother without her. She just gums up my works, you know? Gums up your works. She the, gums up my works. Works, okay. I, I got like, it. Say Wait. I got an engine and someone <laughs> puts gum in your engine. Yeah. She slows me down I and like puts my shit up, you know? Yeah, I I got it. I just got to ask, uh, uh, white or black? Huh? So I got to ask. Hispanic. Oh, Hispanic. Oh shit! It's so uh, it's other. But she's yeah. half Hispanic, half white. 
Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just there's see only him. one problem with her. Uh, well, 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 she, actually, there's four problems with her. Uh, you really want to go one, there, she man? She dropped dead gorgeous. Oh yeah, that that that's a problem. That is a problem. Number two, she has damn near the prettiest body I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, they that bodies be banging. So. Number three, her loving is fucking supreme. Yeah, she she puts it on you. Yes. And number four, she has such a sweet little pretty little voice. Mm-hmm. The way she talks, you ought to put her on the podcast. And me and her get back friends. Her voice is, but you don't. Her voice is so man. She's got this pretty little voice, man. She's like yeah. ridiculously. Oh man, she's so fucking hot. Yeah, just I'm so. so in love with her, man. But it's just like she's the best. She might be the best looking chick I've ever dated ever in my life. But she knows this, and she fucking takes advantage of me all the time. And treats me like shit, and I take it. You know. Does she always ride the bus? What? Then she always so rides the bus. Ride. Yeah, she always rides the bus to come see me. She don't mind doing that. I pick her up, though. I pick her up and take her places and stuff. I, I, I do things for her, you know? Yeah. You know, I take her places. I pick her up. But she rides the bus all the time. She don't mind. Yeah, just... Well, let's... It's a real lifestyle. And I guess she felt Will, guilty. Will rides the bus. She sent me six bucks last night. After all that shit happened, She, I see she zailed me six dollars. I get, you know, I guess she called herself paying for part of the meal, you know, because she knew she was wrong for just leaving. But I blocked her. I'm gonna keep her blocked for a while. I, man, I, I got too much other shit. I, I don't need to be dealing with her drama, you know. Yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. got a lot of drama. Hold, hold, hold. She's a daddy's girl. Yeah. You know, she's old. She ain't as old as me, but she's older. Mm-hmm. But um, she's she still like her dad tells her what to do, what she can't do. Because basically her dad bought her a condo. And, you know, her dad like pays the maintenance fees, but she she's she's kinda she's kinda trifling when it comes to work. You know, she's just so fucking spoiled, you know. I I'm gonna tell you something right now, Kina. Uh this 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 uh podcast will drop tomorrow morning, which means by the time we uh get through doing this. You'll have a, a a lot of time to call to hit me back and say, "Hey, uh, you know what I said? You might want to like, see if you can." Yeah, I, yeah. Mostly, I'm not tripping, but mostly because I know that's what Camilo will be doing. Anything that I said that's kind of offensive, take that out. Yeah. And any any anybody's last names, please take those out too. Yeah, I figured uh, yeah. we can get by just beat the last names. Just beep the names. I said, yeah, all the you have to do is just beep, beep the names. That's all. Beep the whole name if you want. Because when you're talking about the dude um, whacking his yeah. at, the, at the high school, that's the only thing that like people probably don't want that business out there. But um, well, take that it out. was a cool story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I know, I know. I, they're going to hear the word yeah. high school. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, you can you take that out. I, I don't care what you take out, man. It's y'all's. Well, well, thank you for that. Appreciate that. Well, where can people uh, contact you? Where can people hit you up? Where can people find no, you? No, where can they find with... you? Yeah, where can they find you? Where, where are you going to be this weekend and, and subsequent weekends? Because people can this find weekend, you on a regular. This weekend, I'll be at the Treasure City Market. No, City Treasures Market on 19th Street in the Heights and like the 300 block of 19th Street. I'll be there. 
during the day. Then Saturday night, I'll be at the house of Jay, 323 Hutchinson. I think Ganesha and Pinky Promise is playing. Two hot bands on the scene. Sunday, I'll be at the Montrose Market because it's still going on. And it, it's going to stop on the 12th. Or it's it's going to go on hiatus after the 12th. That's where I'll be. And if people want to, like, follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kino Sims, K-N-O-S-I-M-S. Or you can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash K-E-N-O-S-I-M-S. I have a website, but I don't know how good of condition it's in. K-E-N-O-S-I-M-S dot com. Um, also, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com dash K-E-N-O-S-I-M-S. I generally always use K-E-N-O-S-I-M-S for all my social media. So it's like uniform. And um, yeah, hit me up with one of those things. And I'm always down to bend shows, book shows, perform shows, uh, whatever. I'm working on music, whatever you need. All right. Well, well, thank you. We appreciate it's, you. It's a pleasure uh, talking to you about so many things. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's you know, if you're out and about, just see Kino and see what kind of stuff he has selling, and just listen to his music out there if you can find it. So you can uh, find it. Oh, YouTube as well. It's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, K E N O S I M S, and I'm about to be dropping music on Spotify once his new stuff gets done. All I've right. already paid for the Spotify spot. Yeah. I just got to fucking finish the music and upload it. I'll just, you know, you know, I just, uh, all my old stuff is going to be on Spotify pretty soon. I paid like 150 bucks for like six albums to have six of my old albums, th uh, three of my old albums and three of my new albums is going to be on Spotify soon. Run up those streams. Starting with the dead and the dying, then probably the disco clones. And then I got a rap album I'm working on called rap master. And then uh, my three old albums, um, What If Harm's Way Was Headed Your Way, uh, Is Today Your Lucky Day, and Young Dilemma, Young Delight. Mm. So those are all my, that's my entire catalog right there. Yeah. Plus a few other little things here and there, but that's my basic, oh, oh and Project 6, Kino Sims presents Project 602. Mm -hmm. That's going to come out soon. But yeah, those are my uh, my projects that I got coming out soon. Or they're already out, but all that stuff will eventually be available on Spotify within cool. a year. Cool. All right. Well, well, thanks a lot for uh, for 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 taking part in whatever this was. Uh, yes, sir. As always, uh, you know, appreciate catch uh, Kino doing stuff, and we'll try to to do something resembling a podcast next week. Sounds good. All right. All right, y'all. All right, thank y'all, man. Y'all have a good one. Easy. Thank y'all, Thank Camilo you. and Craig. Yeah, thanks. Always, Me. always. One. One.